This is a Voice in the Wilderness podcast channel. The topic for today is being spiritually united to God is the only solution. Loneliness. Um, first, a prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, amen. All that I am, all that I have. All that I do shall be consecrated to the service, honor, and glory and exaltation of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, the Sacred Heart of Jesus, and the Heavenly Kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray, Immaculate Heart of Mary, please pray for us. Sacred Heart of Jesus, please pray for us. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. So the topic for today is... um. How... In order not to be lonely, we need to be spiritually united with God. The topic in and of itself is pretty deep. Um, as a matter of fact, um, the idea came to me when I was reading Divine Intimacy. It's a devotional slash prayer book written by a Carmelite uh, priest. Maybe he was a priest monk um, prior to Vatican II because he was talking about loneliness. And honestly speaking, I have all... I have a ways to go spiritually before I could do this particular topic the justice it deserves. However, I think that my own example would be a useful example to use. So, loneliness as a general, as a general, uh, problem in s modern society is is it, it's a problem. It's a bad problem, and part of the reason why it's a bad problem is because society is atomized. Everybody is literally a lone individual in their own you know, um, situation. What I mean by this is, is even married people with kids get lonely. And I'm not enough of a, of a spiritual guy to tell you why ostensibly what should be a very great blessing having a spouse and kids, why people would get lonely. And this is speaking strictly from the natural level, but yet they do. Obviously, um, I can understand the neglected elderly being lonely. I could definitely understand that. I can definitely understand the homeless being lonely. Um, single people who you know can't find a spouse or girlfriend boyfriend um i could definitely 
understand uh, drug users and prostitutes being lonely. Um, it's 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 a major it's a major issue in today's society now. There's probably going to be some segment of my listeners are going to be like, oh, loneliness. Oh, that's, uh, you know, that's not a uh, big issue. Well, I go back, how I would answer that particular objection is, is I would go back to everybody's an individual. You know, if, if you're the type of person that likes solitude, then no, uh, being by yourself is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, however, um, when it in my own life, when I came to the realization that. I was isolated and alone. Um, The loneliness, I ain't going to lie, the loneliness was crushing at first. And I was alone for so long that um. It just became second nature to me being by myself. But here's the thing, and I think a lot of people get this twisted. There's a difference between solitude and being solitary. And the distinction I would make in that is solitary is just a human being a human being's natural reaction to the to the fact that they that they're going to be alone so being solitary that's that's a natural reaction solitude on the other hand is a spiritual state of mind okay And what I would also say is, is that the person who's solitary is going to get lonely every once and again. I don't care what you you hardcore guys say. Oh, no, no, never with me. Because even in, you know, after basically being by myself for over 20 years, I I was hanging out and drinking with guys that you know um basically when I and this is very selfish on my part I was hanging out with the guys not that I didn't like them I did but just whenever I got lonely you know and I wanted to hang out with somebody I you know go hang out with them And it was God's providence, by the way, that they even did, because at the time I was working third shift, or I'm sorry, second shift. So I was getting off at midnight, one in the morning. But most of the time they wanted to, you know, they they were willing to hang out with me. 
Solitude, on the other hand, like I said, is a necessary spiritual requirement. And I don't want to get all into theological weeds about the heresies of Protestantism and Vatican II sect, but if you read church history with an open mind, there were monks, Egyptian monks, like in the 3rd century, who sought the solitude of the deserts of Egypt Because being around other people distracted them from uniting their wills to God. And they realized in order to do this, they had to, they literally had to isolate themselves in um, solitude. And what I just said is basically the bottom line of spiritual um, unification with God. In order to do that, um, you have to have solitude. Now, um, I know there's some married people out there, you know, going to say, well, no, you don't need to seek solitude. Um, once again, I go back to what I always say, it depends on the individual, but even a married person in order to get spiritual union with God has to be by themselves, you know, hence what Jesus said, when you pray to me, lock yourself in your closet and pray to me, you have to be. You know, you have to have some time alone to reflect, meditate, pray, whatever is necessary to unite your will with God. So, yes, you can be married and have kids, 7, 10, 15, but you still need solitary time to yourself in order to unite yourself with God. There's no other way. And along those lines... Um, I realize that out of necessity, people have to work out, you know, um, they, they have to work out in the public out of necessity. It's how they pay their bills. And that's why I did my episode, my earlier episode on this platform, uh, with the, the St. Louis de Montfort quote where he said that people who are actually out in the world are literal crusaders. And why I that particular quote had resonance with me. Because if you are a contemplative, contemplative monk or nun, that's the whole point of a monastery or a convent. Is that you, I mean, outside of whatever your uh, religious rule is, that, you know, that you can spend time in prayer, reflection, reading, you know, just uniting your will with God. But 
like I said, the reason it had particular resonance with me is, and this goes along with my theme. You know, the monks and the nuns aren't the frontline soldiers. They may be prayer warriors, but they're not the frontline soldiers. Um, you 300 IQ takers, set of contests out there, take this for what it's worth. I'm not claiming infallible knowledge. My own opinion is, is that monasteries and convents are hot houses for saints. A hot house is just a churched up word for a uh, greenhouse. Because anybody who's remotely aware of uh, plants knows that if you take a plant indigenous to one part of the country and you take it to where you live, where it's not indigenous, you have to keep that plant in a greenhouse. Otherwise, it's going to die. And you grow and you cultivate that plant. And in the case of greenhouses, it's just not one plant or flower. It's dozens. I think that that's the purpose of monasteries and um, convents. They're little greenhouses for saints. Now, once again, going back to what I was talking about in another episode, not everybody, well, actually I've mentioned it several times in passing, not everybody's going to be a saint. And, And for that matter, you know, I think a lot of Set of a contest, get it twisted that, you know, the saints that, that are recorded, the monks, the nuns, the priests, the religious, that they, they, let me put to you this way. I think people forget and when I say people, I'm talking about Sedvacantus in particular. They forget that if you're pious and devout and you get to purgatory, you're a saint. Because once you're purified through purgatory, only saints get the entrance into heaven. If so facto, they're saints. They're just not canonized. And once again, the the recorded saints that are in our, you know, uh, books about saints, the only difference between them and a really pious and devout layman is they got to skip purgatory. And by the way, I'm firmly convinced, you know, the church has been around for over 3,000 years now. Well, I... I I don't want to get all theological. Um, since since Jesus' ascension into heaven, the church has been around for 3,000 years. I am sure that there are lots of lay people who were so holy, but because they were lay people and they were doing their 
you know, they, they were leading their, their holy lives in obscurity that they never got recorded by the, uh, the magisterium. So I, I don't want people to get it twisted and to think that there aren't actual, um, actual saints who, I'm sorry, let me, let me rephrase what I'm going to say. I don't, I, I am convinced that there were actual holy people that were obscure and never got recognized by the magisterium, but were saints nonetheless. And like I said, I'm, I'm not going to claim that I'm some sort of spiritual titan. <laughs> That'd be ridiculous on the face of it. But in my theory of divine providence, and I got to admit, as far as my understanding of divine providence runs, um, Father Jean-Pierre de Cassade is my guru, okay? Um, but I think that the saints who were monks, nuns, priests, cardinals, you know, and there have been instances of royalty who were saints who gave us some good spiritual teachings in particular i think i'm well you have saint elizabeth of hungary you have um oh uh saint albert the great england had a king saint i can't remember his name but i'm not sure if he had any spiritual i know i know that saint elizabeth of hungary was noted for her piety. I'm not sure she had any any um, spiritual writings, but but uh, Saint Albert the Great did. <laughs> We're talking about a king that was so pious that his his spiritual writings were approved by the Catholic Church. There's a reason they call that guy the Great. But my point in saying this is, is that the, the saints that we have, and especially the saints that gave us their writings, I believe that this is part of God's divine providence. That certain, like I said, I am pretty certain that most of the recorded saints were predestined to be saints. And the reason or I'm not I'm not going to try to figure out God's will, but I think part of it too was is uh the saints writings are predestined. Got to remember God is the author of time and space. Everything that exists so all the spiritual writings have a purpose. They most certainly have a purpose. And God put them out 
for people, not just certain people to uh, write them, but certain people to read them. Anyhow, um, so (laughs) kind of got off the subject, but being spiritually united to God, and I promised I was going to use myself in this example, and I try to be a man of my word, if at all possible. So here it goes. I have found, now, as I said, before I started taking my Catholicism seriously, um, I was very used to, to my solitary ways. But it wasn't until I tried to, to get into a deeper relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ and his blessed mother that I understood the difference between being solitary and solitude. Because now, or at least of this recording right now, and, you know, it's been this way for a year. Um, I, I have no problem being alone. I, I have no problem being alone. I um here's I'm I'm gonna say this much. If it were God's will, I would have no issue being in a monastery. However, As far as I'm aware, I do not think that that's God's will. And I think that part of his will is, is he wants me to be in the world. Or the world, yeah, the public. And there's a purpose for this. Now, once again, I'm going to make the disclaimer. I'm not claiming to to have spiritual discernment to know God's will, not in all things. But I believe that he's preparing me for something. And because I'm not a literal saint on earth, I don't know what that is. But that... um. I think that there's a reason for my situation right now. And by the way, this does, this is not to say that, you know, maybe, oh, I don't know, six months from now, year from now, three years from now, five years from now, that I might go into a monastery. I'm just saying for right now, I don't think that's part of his will, that there's a reason for this. And, but I I got a little off track. Honestly, I have no problem with uh, 
my solitude, not being solitary, but solitude. Because as I said earlier, solitary is the natural reaction. In other words, there's nothing spiritual about it. You're just resigned to the fact that you're solitary. But even, even the most solitary natural person every once in a while needs to break their solitude and intermingle with human beings. Solitude is, is you seek solitude so you can get closer to the Lord Jesus and his blessed mother. And if you have to, you know, go out and make a living or, you know, go out and do whatever it is you have to do, you can do it. But you don't, you don't necessarily need people around you. Um, now, I'm sure there's going to be some set of contests who say, well, I'm trying to get close to Mother Mary and Lord Jesus, but I still feel lonely. Because I've, I've not only heard about it, I've, I've read it in, in, in some of the saints' writings. For those of you who are actually trying to unite your will with the Lord Jesus and his Blessed Mother, I would counsel patience. I would counsel patience. Matter of fact, I may have already uh, said this quote, but I I love this quote. I absolutely love it. Let me see if I can find it. Ah, from my guru. Take this advice for yourself. Have patience and let God do the work. Father uh, Jean-Pierre de Cassade in his criminally undervalued book, Abandonment to Divine Providence. Now, for those of you who may be spiritual-minded, You take this for what it's worth. There is another book. Um, something like surrender, uh, surrender to divine providence. It it was not. It's based on his writings, but it was put into book form by a fellow at. Um, Father de Cassad was a Jesuit, uh, a fellow Jesuit, like a hundred years after Father de Cassad died, came across his book and basically, um, if, if, if my understanding on the page count is true and I have no reason to doubt it, um, the surrender to divine providence or whatever, um, the actual um, complete abandonment to divine providence by Father D. Cassad runs at over 400 pages. Under the, um, the I, I think I think the uh, the pre, the Jesuit priest who wrote the uh, surrender to divine providence 
Um, his last name was Father, or his name was Father Ramirez, I want to say, but his book runs at 200, which is an abridgment. It's an abridgment. Now, there are certain things, like anything else, certain things serve a purpose. Abridgment is no different. Certain things need to be abridged. If you're, if you're intending on the spiritual life, I cannot stress this enough. You take it for what it's worth. Meaning, I'm not speaking uh, with authority. But you do not want abridged spiritual works. When it comes to your spiritual life, nothing should be abridged. It, I would liken reading an abridged spiritual book to an abridged Bible or an abridged missile. These are the tools of your trade. Now, you know, an abridged secular book, yeah, yeah, okay. But when it comes to your spiritual uh, books, I can't stress this enough. You want the whole book. You don't want any abridged versions. And that's one of the things that the modernists within the Catholic Church have been doing is they've been taking uh, spiritual classics and they've been abridging them. Oh, and for that matter, I want to talk about my imitation of Christ. There are two books. One is my imitation of Christ and the other is imitation of Christ. My imitation of Christ is 400 pages. That's the one you want. The imitation of Christ is an abridgment. So you take that for what it's worth. When it comes to your spiritual readings, nothing but the complete work will do. But anyway, for those of you who are trying this spiritual life, but you get lonely, um, be patient is all I can advise. It'll come. Um, but to wrap up on, on this episode, solitude is necessary. Solitude, not solitary, but solitude is necessary in order to unite your will with God's. Oh, Thank you, Mother Mary, Lord Jesus. Um, you will find, or you should find, but people are different. He does deal, God does deal with us as individuals. But you should find that once you start uniting your will with Lord Jesus and his blessed mothers, that Your alone time doesn't turn into lonely time, even if you're single. 
And let me repeat that for emphasis. Your alone time doesn't become lonely time when you're getting deeper in the spiritual life. Now, before I have some autists out there accuse me of claiming to be some sort of uh, spiritual life titan, I've never claimed to be one. I am just talking about my personal experience and as I never get tired of saying, God makes us as individuals. What works for me may not be your experience. I'm just talking about my experience. So you autists out there, don't, you know, don't flip out. I'm just saying in my experience, um, I've just found that since I've tried to get deeper in my spiritual life, that I, I don't need human companionship per se. Yeah. Um, but that's me. And um, for those of you who are trying it and are still a little lonely, my advice would be just give it time. Remember, divine providence is the key in the spiritual life. Once you, once you understand that the only thing that you need to do is submit yourself to the will of God and then everything will fall into place, then I'm... I can only say from my experience, it opens up a whole vista of spiritual understanding. So you take that for what it's worth. So I think I've covered that as well as I can. So if you gave me 30 minutes of your time... I am truly, uh, I'm truly grateful, and I thank you. And once again, I don't care if you agree or not. If you gave me the time, thank you. God bless you. Um, I do care about you guys, and I pray for everyone. And I'd like to see as many people get to heaven as possible. I meant to say that in my last episode, and I forgot. But um. I try to make sure that my listeners understand that I do care. Don't let appearances fool you. <laughs> anyway, so I hope I hope and pray you get something out of this. I really do. Um you know. Um I hope and pray you get something out of this. So thank you for listening. Thank you for your patience. Um, thank you for your time. Have a good day. God bless you. Bye-bye.